This is a really fun episode to bring to you because I am going to be quite bold and brave and share with you where I'm at with the podcast. I'm really interested. What would you call this podcast? Welcome to season two of Moving Beyond Trauma podcast, where we give permission for you to bravely demystify trauma in and around you, instead bringing to life the incredible nervous system in action and how we can move beyond surviving to thriving and even flourishing. I'm Kate Brassington, coaching psychologist, trauma-informed coach, your guide and companion on this journey together. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Moving Beyond Trauma. Um, and first off, apologies for my nasal voice. I have a cold. I'm counting it as actually quite a win, you know. Um, my dad used to always count how healthy we were each year by how long it would take before we got colds at the start of school. So this is the fourth week of school for us, and this is my first cold of the of the school year. So I'm feeling kind of good, actually. Um Anyway, my apologies to you for having to listen to it, and I hope it's not too distracting. Um, this is a really fun episode to bring to you because I am going to be quite bold and brave and share with you where I'm at with the podcast. Um, it's, as you know, been called Moving Beyond Trauma because what really matters to me is helping people move beyond traditional outdated views of trauma and have lots of great conversations with people who bring to life ways that we can really use a better understanding of the nervous system as it applies in everyday life. Y'all got that so far. Um, but behind the scenes, I've been having a lot of conversations with people leading up to this doctoral research and, and just in general interested in um, moving my business um, more and more into the corporate space and meeting that need. So I'm out there having loads of conversations, listening to what is that need. And so this episode today is much more about the issues facing our executives and leaders and why that is inspiring me to change the name of the podcast. Um, but I'm inviting you in with me on the journey because I don't actually have a slick answer yet. I've got some ideas, though, which I'll share with you at the end. And also, how is it going to change the podcast or not? I don't think so, but I shall let you decide. So one of the things that I was um, has been coming back at me loud and clear is like, what are the most pressing threats to leaders? Like, what are the, and you know, in my language of the nervous system, I'm looking at safety and danger. That's a bit of a, those are blunt words in the corporate space. Um, can talk more about threat. Um, and so the issues that, really are the biggest problem for people working in corporate and I might say us entrepreneurs and solopreneurs um, are threats to the bottom line. Something is going to affect your income um, and those are the activities every day that you do that actually lead to bringing in money as opposed to any of the other stuff um, which in in my work is is a real fun game because um my work is way more enjoyable um, than actually bringing in the work. Let's just be clear. Um, however, in a big corporation, um, not you know, as we know, there's lots of hidden support roles like HR and security. Um, so I'm very interested in that. And then having 
had that wonderful episode with Dr. Sarah Brooks last week and listening to the issues around voice and silence in organisations. But those issues are the same in your home, in your family, in your community, in your life. So I've got really curious that these issues are probably somehow all the same, even though your threat to the bottom line sounds like something like, oh, no, put all the other stuff down. We're going to go and deal with this now. This is different. I'm curious if somewhere underneath it all is actually a link. Um, and I think the link from listening to what people are telling me is uncertainty. That's what threatens the bottom line. That's what threatened us in our homes, in our relationships, in our families, in our friendships, in our communities is uncertainty. And of course, that's one of the things you get a double dose of every day in Western life at the minute is uncertainty. And that's from Ukraine to cyber threats to a post-pandemic hangover to cultures that are coming um, from the US across to Europe, from Europe back to the US. At least they're the ones that impact me here in North Europe most. Um, but also issues around age. We've got this expanding age of the workforce. Um, people like me will be working into our 70s with no shadow of a doubt. Um, um, and yet people joining the workforce having such different views. They're the, the millennials and whatever we're going to be calling the ones that come after the millennials. Um, they've got a very different expectation as they should do. And they're going to operate in a very different way. And we're going to become me. People of my era are going to become the old and the bold. Um, as the boomers um, move on into retirement. And I think that these cultures of a what like it, the workforce, workforce culture used to be pretty static. And it's just not anymore. And the international threats used to be more predictable, I think, than what they are now. And then the whole rise of AI, of technology, of cyber, I just think it's so I get it. There's a huge amount of uncertainty and it's not going to go away. So when I then like, I like to kind of think of things in a sort of analytical terms. And when I bring all that down to, okay, well, is this a unifying factor? Then I have to ask, well, what's the risk? And I've been speaking to some great people who work in the arena of risk. Um, and it's, it's a fascinating area because again, it's one of those parts of a business that isn't directly related to bringing in the, the lolly. But it is one of the parts of the business that sure as heck makes sure that things are run as a going concern within the law um, and within regulatory frameworks and making it a safe place to, for people to work and an ethical place for people to work. So that's very interesting to me. So I'm like, oh, right, what's risk? Um, so we got the personal risk and the organizational risk. So we're going from, and here's the thread. I know it's sometimes tricky in a podcast because I would ideally draw this out for you. You know, if I was talking to you now, we'd be drawing it, but of course I'm just talking. Um, so we're going from uncertainty to, well, okay then, so what's the risk? So what? And then looking at that through two levels, one is personal, one is organizational. So the, the organization risk during uncertainty is bringing in the money, mm -hmm, for sure. Um, all the jobs and the liabilities, um, and also the impact. Whatever that business is supposed to be doing um, is at risk if it cannot operate well and successfully in uncertainty. And then where does the organization go to deal with this uncertainty? Well, the people. And this is, and you'll expect me to say that as a coaching psychologist, and as an ex-HR person, as an ex-British Army officer, like your people are your biggest asset because they're the thinking machines 
that are moving in and around the uncertainty all the time. And they're making that difference between whether the businesses, the organizations, the communities move this more broadly, are having a threat to the bottom line or not. But personally, what is my risk? What is someone's risk when they come to coach with me? Well, their job, their livelihood, and them bringing in the money for their family is massive. Their performance that connects deeply to that. And then your personal life and your mental health, if that implodes or if it goes well. So on a good year and a good month and a good day, (laughs) everything's going well around you. And if your job is not having a good day, month or year, then you're probably not doing so well. And I think that there's that connection is so much tighter than we often think, particularly for our leaders. So what is the good boss's job then? So as you know, I'm a leadership coach. I'm working with people at that high end um, who are carrying this risk. They're standing in the storm. Um, So what is a good boss's job? Why do they get such bad rap if they're not doing a good job? What is it that people complain about their bosses and their leadership? And I think it comes down to a very simple phrase that that good boss's job is simply to deal with the uncertainty so that the team can do their job. In other words, they're like the stopper in the in the jar. They're the lid on the wine bottle. I don't know, whatever way you want to go. That good boss shields the team from the uncertainty by providing certainty and clarity and connection and a safe or even brave place to work. And the bad boss doesn't. Now, you're going to be like, what if I'm, I'm not a bad boss? I just really struggle with it. Ah, here's the difference. But but in an organization, they don't, you're good or you're bad. That's it. They're not. Most organizations and most people that come to coach with me, it's a pretty tough world out there. If you're not doing great, you're not going to be doing it for long. Um, let's face it, if the people who are working in very modern forward thinking organizations are not the ones who are broken and coming to get coaching with me, <laughs> just put it that way. Um, so I'm really interested in that. And when I ask them, what do what do people want? If you that kind of person who's carrying that level of risk, personal, organizational, and they're in the face of the uncertainty, they want clarity of thought, they want backup while they're dealing with stressful situations. And above all, because they love, love, love what they do and it matters so much on so many levels, they want to be able to bring their best game to work or to smash it out the park. And this is where I come in with my lens of the moving beyond trauma, because this level of persistent perceived threat is exactly what activates the nervous system. And that's what I'm wanting to move beyond trauma by bringing that message from the field, the research, the wonderful information that comes out of the field of traumatology and understanding how is this relevant to people in every day who are facing into a threat that is not life threat, or is it if you're going to lose your job, lose your money, lose your livelihood? And so I, our nervous system, as you've probably heard me say lots and lots of times, our nervous system isn't calibrated to think of things um, in a very nuanced way. Our nervous system literally identifies if we are safe, uh, in which case we become calm and connected and balanced, or there is a perceived threat 
in which case we have rising levels of response to the perceived threat along the lines of fight or flight or freeze. And there's a whole cycle, a beautiful cycle coming up interview with um, Charlotte Friedrich about cycles. And we must, when we upregulate to meet the challenge, to rise to the perceived threat, eventually the, the threat must pass. This is how we evolved. And then we down cycle, we down regulate, we, we become calm and connected again. And when this cycle is disrupted, that is where you get stuck trauma response. That's where you get stuck, persistent anxiety, depression, uh, just butterflies, even stress. There's a big word, stress, worries, fears, concerns. Um, also, you can get stuck in the reactions then that follow. Um, anger, frustration, snippy, um, not really great with other people. You're closing down, isolation, um, aggressive. Those are all very natural to someone who's facing threat from a tiger coming in over the hedge. You're like, get out of my way. We need to get this done. But it can be have really wide ranging negative impacts in a modern day work environment. I'm not telling anybody anything they don't already know here. Um, so I'm beginning to see from for, through my lens this big connection between well, the issues that our leaders are facing the requirements that are being placed upon them by the, the modern world as it stands here today in 2023. And the wisdom from the, our, our understanding of, from the world of trauma, the wisdom that comes from understanding how the polyvagal theory really shows us how we work best under pressure and what goes wrong and how to help. I mean, none of this, all this navel gazing doesn't do any good at all if we don't get somewhere to the punchline of, and how can we help? How can we make a difference? And this is the bit where I really am feeling that the name of the podcast is going to change and the vibrancy, the clarity around my work is going to change because although, of course, people are still going to be coming coaching with me um, to move beyond trauma in some way, the ones that have recognized it, but what I'm going to be able to reach so much more are the people who are our leaders facing into this everyday uncertainty. They're standing in the storm. And those who are in toxic, disconnected, stressful environments as a result of the storm, quite understandably, um, they're either you're the one who's become toxic, disconnected and impacted by the stress and I can help you heal and move beyond that and return to the person that you know you want to be, need to be. Um, and that is in this modern world, particularly with the the challenges, including the the different age you know age of the workforce, um, I can really help with that by helping you understand how to operate your nervous system, be befriend, re befriend your nervous system. I'm also there for those people who are impacted by the leaders who've been taken down by this, and you haven't got time to. Um, have compassion for your boss who's gone toxic, disconnected or stressed uh, because what's happening is a big old fallout on the top of your head and you're becoming disconnected and stressed. Um, and I do hope not, but you could easily start to show toxic behaviours of your own. And so what really matters to me again is this bring back the, the word, bring back the information of how we can use the understanding of moving beyond trauma to really help turn back this tide. And where we're turning back to, well, it's like, well, what are we trying to create here? What is the outcome? And so connected, high trust, 
or trusted leadership where people are understanding how they can bring their best game and be real leaders, not managers, not doers, but real leaders, inspirational, high trust, someone you would literally put your life on the line for and walk in their footsteps because you know that they've got your back. It's more high trust environment than you ever could believe. Um, it's a, not even a safe space. It's a brave space for you to move forward and to do your work and to then have the freedom to really, really perform. And organizations that have got connected high trust leaders are the ones proven over and over again that are rising into the uncertainty and then they're performing well and they're surviving the storm and they're thriving in the storm and it becomes a place for them to th flourish. Um, and so what is the in that super important battle, if you like to bring that metaphor, struggle, storm, what is it that I bring? Is that, am I a coach there or am I actually a mentor? And I had some very interesting conversations recently about the difference with this. Um, perhaps I'm there beside you for the longer game because that's what I bring from the field of, of uh, trauma-informed coaching is that I build that bond and that trust and that safe space with you and your nervous system over a longer period of time. It's not traditional coaching where we go and deal with you know a few goals and you smash it out in a few weeks or months. This is a longer term relationship where you get the support and the trust and the backup that you need so that you can step forward with your A game um, to smash it out the park, to bring your best game to work, um, that I become part of your team that backs up what you need to deal with the stressful situations. Um, and then the coaching, the magic of coaching around bringing clarity of thought, um, insight, self-awareness, self-understanding. And I think that empowerment, which is such an overdone word, but empowerment and authenticity, that you're really empowered then to go and do the job that you know you love to do and you know how to do and bringing your authentic self into that arena because we've resolved whatever it was, the threat that was causing the toxic behaviours, the disconnection, the stress. So I kind of feel like it's a bit like answers on a postcard, please. Um, I'm really interested. What would you call this podcast? I have a feeling it's just for for simplicity. I'm, it'll be I'll be calling it something like connected, trusting leaders, and then something in the blurb will say <laughs> how I weave in the wisdom of um, high performance under pressure uh, from the field of trauma and from post traumatic growth and the power, the latent power, unleashing the power of the nervous system into everyday life. Um, so I'm pretty excited that this could be a way that it's going, um, but I'm not quite there yet. So I've recorded this one just to share with you my thoughts. Into all of that that I've just said, in the backdrop of Sarah, Dr. Sarah Brooks's episode around voice and silence, see, I can really see a fit. I can really see that where we don't have voice, where there is silence, there is a, a block in the energy flow. There's a disruption of the cycle. Um, and that if we have a truly open and connected organization where people all have a voice and all are connected, then the leaders also are high trust and high connection. So I will stop waffling at that point and say thank you so much for listening. Do please post your thoughts or scoot me a message um, as to what you think the podcast could be called. Um, and uh, and I will see you, well, speak to you very, very soon. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode. While I'm here, did you know that I work one-to-one with people who are ready to make change for the better for themselves or others? And can I make a plea for our leaders who are especially under pressure, not only to balance their own mental health, but leading balanced and thriving teams? The fallout of the pandemic and the increasing economic pressures have made this a really great area for mental health worldwide. And the burden is falling on our leaders and managers. If you'd like to ease suffering and get the fun back, rebuilding resilience and lasting mental health in yourself or your team, remember that healthy financial results and great business performance can only come from high performing people who are in top condition to thrive. Let me help you help your people now. Get in touch and let's start the conversation.